Welcome to me again. Week 24, no more distractions. A week where I have a couple very bad days, get to see my best friend, and delete just about everything on my phone. And you'll hear all about it on this week's episode of Me Again, a self-help podcast about helping myself. Hey everybody, it's me again. And I'm pretty decent day today. It was actually pretty good. I ended up waking up entirely too late. Well, hold on. To be correct, I woke up at 8 because Emily pulled my covers off me and said, Hey, can you feed the baby? And I said, Uh, okay. And I don't know if you've ever woke up with that kind of shock to your nervous system. Don't make you feel too good. So, had a little bit of some anxiety this morning and then ended up going back to sleep and waking up at literally like 3 in the afternoon. But then I got some good baby playtime in and then got to go home and do a lot of work. And so, that's why I'm just going to get into the four pillars of awesomeness because there wasn't really a lot to talk about today. Number one, what am I grateful for today? And today, I am grateful for time. Basically, the fact that, you know, I woke up very, very anxious, and then my anxious brain goes places and tells me things that aren't true, and I like the fact that I've grown to be patient and have enough time to outlast those negative thoughts and let it go into positive thoughts, because, oh my god, it was very bad this morning. Like, full on, I want to run away and join the circus bad. It was not a good feeling this morning, but I like having time. I like having that amount of time to rest and be able to relax and and figure out and be honest with myself. Because, like, I I used to be a person who very much judged everything immediately. Like, I never gave anything time to relax. I was always kind of a shoot-from-the-hip kind of person. And I've realized that's not a good thing, because nine times out of ten, your first immediate gut-wrench decision isn't the best. Like, I do agree you need to go with your gut a lot of the time, but I feel like your gut also needs to conversate with your brain. Like, there needs to be some conversations going on between your gut and your mind, and both of them come to form a hypothesis outside of, you know, just letting you going with your gut. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm really grateful I had a lot of good time today to rest and think about things and end up a lot happier by the end of the day. Now, what did I do today that is awesome? And it's the fact that our recording session tonight went super fast. Like, usually when we do a video game recording session, like playing WWE 2K19 or whatever, it can go on for a little while because we let the game do everything. We let the game basically uh, automatically choose. We we don't play the game, is what I'm trying to say. I'm. It's Sorry, it's very late at night. It's I'm struggling to talk right now, but we will let the game play itself out. Both wrestlers will be a computer, and, you know, it it just goes, and that will sometimes make the game go on entirely too long. Tonight, it went on so fast. Like, it took us an hour to get through uh, the two episodes we had to do, and it was a really, really fun time, and after that, I just sat down and started preparing for Wrestlepalooza. It's the biggest show we do all year. I'm super excited about it, and because I'm going to be in Orlando when Wrestlepalooza comes out, I've got to do a lot of prep. And so that's what I got to do tonight, was do a lot of prep, design a lot of characters' costumes, their entrances, how I wanted the stadium to look. I did a lot of really fun stuff tonight. Like, I don't think... 
when I describe it to people, like, hey, I do an audio drama about pro wrestling and then we do pay-per-views, people are like, oh, that's kind of funny. They don't realize, like, all of the decision-making that goes into it and all of, like, when I create a wrestler's entrance, making sure it syncs up with their entrance music, making sure it fits their character, making sure if they're a bad guy, they're not playing to the audience, or if they're a good guy, they're not, you know, grimacing. Like, there's a lot that goes into it, and I love it. Like, I am not complaining at all. It's one of my favorite things in the world is figuring those things out. Like, a lot of times I will be sitting there and syncing up entrance music and something will happen just perfectly and it's like magic it is because it's not like I planned it I mean obviously I did but it's not like I planned like oh when he raises his hand the music drops or when this happens the music hits a crescendo I don't plan it it just happens naturally and it's such good magic and I really enjoy it and I'm happy I got to do that tonight now what did I do today that's not awesome and like I already said My anxiety spoke to me in very, very frightening and bad ways this morning. A a majority of the day, until I finally got up and went into the living room to go play with Ripley, my mind was going to some very harsh, very negative places. Like, full-on, Emily did not realize that the cover was on top of me. She thought I had other cover, and it was a whole confusing thing. That's the only reason she pulled the cover off me to wake me up. She wasn't trying to, like, freeze me out. She wasn't trying to pull, like, army tactics. But in my head, for that, like, two hours after that, I was like, she hates you. She absolutely, totally hates you. She's probably going in the other room and texting some other man. It's like, it full-on, my mind went down a full... Just because she woke me up by pulling the covers off me, my mind went down a, she is cheating on me, and I am in a bad place, and I'm going to have my heart broken rabbit hole. And that's not the case at all. That's straight up. It's just a matter of she's in a bad place mentally right now, and so am I. And it's hard for us to talk about it. And so, therefore, we end up doing things that hurt each other without meaning to. That's all it is. But my anxiety would not relent. It was straight up being like, you're going to get hurt, and then you're going to try to leave, and then she's going to try to take the baby from you. And, y'all, this is off the fact that I had covers taken off me, and I got a little cold. That's it. That's where it came from. But I was full on shaking and shivering and having a nervous breakdown in there until I could finally go back to sleep after I'd fed the baby. And that's just kind of the scary thing about anxiety and about depression is the stories we tell ourselves and how absolutely incorrect they are. I mean, I know for some people they might be true. Maybe sometimes that anxious brain tells you some truths, but that's how it gets you. It tells you a few truths and then you start to trust the anxiety and then the anxiety can tell you whatever it wants and it doesn't matter. And that's what leads you down dark paths. That's what leads certain people down to like, um, oh God, what's the phrase where you make someone think they're crazy even though they're not. I honestly think no one ever tries to do that to somebody. I don't think anyone ever sets out to, I keep thinking of the word docs and I know that's not true. Whatever that word is, I'm sorry, it's super late at night, but um, no one ever seeks out trying to make their partner feel crazy. I firmly believe it's straight up depression and anxiety and mental issues telling them stories that just aren't true, but it's so ingrained and so has such a strong grip on them that they can't let go. And that's why, like I said earlier, I am so grateful I have time on my side. I am so grateful I have the patience to think these things out before it goes too crazy. Because if that, if that had latched on too hard this morning, 
I might have ran away. I, I don't know what would have went on. But anxiety is a very dangerous thing. And we all need to work work, work against it. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just... It's very late. And my mind's not working the way it should. Because, you know, half the day I was having this ang- anxious breakdown. Uh, now, finally, how did I help myself today? And number one, I actually did two things. Number one, I actually auditioned for an audio drama today. Because, um, I don't know if I told this story. Actually, I know for a fact I didn't. Um, but when I was in Los Angeles, the day that shall not be spoken of when I got very, very drunk at a bar, uh, I actually met some really cool audio drama people, and one of them cast me in the next season of their show and said, oh yeah, you'll get paid blah, 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 this much money. And I went, I'm sorry, you pay people? Yeah, of course we pay people. Oh, okay. And that's when I realized, oh wait, I do love Patreon, and I love my fans, but that's not the only way that Scotty can keep surviving, which is why I'm now auditioning for audio dramas and putting myself out there as a voice actor. I auditioned for two roles today for a show called In Between. It's kind of like this D&D-style fantasy show, and I'm super excited to try to get it because the characters I auditioned for seemed really, really fun. And it just makes me so happy I can find different routes. Like, I do love kind of being this Renaissance man-style person of, oh, I can do uh, voice acting if I need to, or I could do audio editing, or, you know, if you need me to do some video recording. Like, I like being able to make money through money, many, many different avenues, because at the end of the day, that means I've got backups. If one thing fails, I can move on to something else. There's, It's having a bunch of different pillars supporting me, and I like that. Now, the other thing I did to help myself is I didn't finish it, but I started to clean the office, and it already looks a little bit better, but oh my god, it's still a nightmare in there. But it, like I said a few weeks ago, having things clean and having things like neat and in front of me really keeps my mind a lot clearer because my last few days in the office have been an absolute panic attack of I've got no idea, my mind feels rushed, my mind feels confused and in this big pile of crap and it's also because that's the way my office looks. My office looks cluttered so my mind seems cluttered. So I'm actually going to start working on basically the way I'm doing it is instead of going hard in the paint and spending five hours one day doing everything, I'm going to spend probably like 30 to an hour every single day going in and just cleaning what I can, and then once that hour's up, end it. Like, don't go any further, don't push myself, because that's kind of the way I feel. Like, I I read a book about cleaning, because I've always been very bad at cleaning, and in the book they were like, don't go hard in the paint, because at that point you'll exhaust yourself and you'll just let the mess pile back up, And then it'll slowly, and then you'll end up in the same spot you were. And what they recommended was instead what you should do is just clean a little bit every single day. It'll get rid of the mess and also it'll train your brain to clean a little bit every single day. So that means once the office is cleaned up, I, if I happen to, you know, drink a protein shake and forget to throw it away, I'll remember to clean that the next day. I'll always have like a little refresh, a little cleaning session every day to keep my room looking spick and span and looking nice. So I'm really grateful for that. And sorry I've been rambling so much today. I don't know what's up with my brain. Something's going on, but I'm going to get it figured out. <laughs> like I said, y'all, don't go on, don't break your good habits because the bad habits will ruin you like they are clearly doing to me. But for now, I'm going to go inside and get some rest. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Hey everybody, it's me again. 
and I finally had a really good day. I kept having average ones or bad days, but I'm finally back on the good day horse, and it made me really, really happy. I woke up. Actually, I didn't wake up. The best way to describe the beginning of my day is, you know, I got home at like 3.34 last night. I kind of just laid there, and as soon as I laid in the bed, I swear to God, Ripley woke up and would not go back to sleep. She started crawling on Emily, then I grabbed her so Emily could get some rest, then she starts crawling on me, then crawls over me to get back to Emily, and so I just said, okay, we're going to the living room. So me and Ripley chilled in the living room until about eight, I think. It was pretty late, and so I was up until about eight this morning watching like stand-up comedy specials on Netflix with Ripley. I did watch the new Pete Davidson special, which is really good. So then finally we went to sleep. She woke me back up. Then we kind of hung out for two more hours. I think overall I got four hours of sleep between like two separate naps that Ripley ended up taking. So that was good. Then I came home, did some work, did some yoga. And now I'm here to talk to you guys about the four pillars of awesomeness. And number one, what am I grateful for? Today I'm grateful for getting to guest on really fun podcasts. Because my friends over at the Associates Anonymous podcast, who really close friends, they're really cool folk. Uh, it's a, honestly a fun show to listen to if you can kind of take... They are very blatant, honest people. I'm not going to lie, they're very kind of brutally honest and can tell some... Okay, look... If you like profanity, beyond that that even we do on the BS Network, check out Associates Anonymous. It's a good show. But I got to guest on their show tonight, and basically the gist of the show is complaining about bad jobs or bad interactions at jobs. And so they brought me on, and essentially I got to air all my grievances and air all my dirty laundry out from my last job. It was very, very cathartic. It was this nice feeling that kind of brought me back to like, okay, that's all out of my system, I've been cleansed of the devil, and now I can move on in my life, and it was a fun time, they're always, the first time I guessed it on their show, this is not a joke, we were up until like 2, 3 in the morning just hanging out on Google Hangouts, drinking, and just going back and forth and having a very good time, I love those guys, and I love guesting on their show, it's a great time. So now, what did I do today that is awesome? And it is something that I had been dreading doing. And it's editing the next episode of my DDPY health journey uh, like documentary I'm doing. Because, A, I hadn't recorded any... last. The last episode was very much storytelling. It was very much a whole lot of me kind of forming the forming the introduction but there wasn't a lot of real life this one has like no forming no storytelling it's almost all real life I mean tomorrow I think I'm going to record some stuff to kind of put it all together and make it seem a little bit more you know like a piece of a piece of a documentary but it was actually really really good and really really cathartic to go through and see you know, all the times I messed up and seeing myself, uh, you know, numerous times across that journey being like, okay, I messed up, but I'm not going to do it again. And then messing up again. And then being like, I messed up, but this is the last time. And then messing up again. It's really nice to kind of see this person who keeps getting knocked down, but refuses to stay down. And that's kind of where I was in February. I was like, I keep making bad decisions, but I'm not going to let this throw me. I'm not going to let this make me give up. I'm going to keep trying, and I'm going to keep kicking ass. And that's where I ended up at. And editing the documentary together and seeing all of that come out 
was really, really interesting. And I'm sure I'm going to add some flair to it and make it a little bit more more grandiose as opposed to what it is right now. But I, I, I dreaded watching it because I was afraid watching it would just make me think, hey, look, see all the times you messed up? See how bad of a person you are? See how much you suck? That's what I thought it would be like. But instead, it was more of a vibe of, like I was saying, of a person who keeps getting knocked down but refuses to stay down and I really like that technique at least for that specific episode because I think that's what it needs now what did I do that wasn't awesome and like I said I did not get any sleep last night and that was not a good vibe and so it kind of led to me being grumpy at points and kind of getting upset with Ripley at points because I'm and once again she's a baby there's no reason to get upset at the baby the baby's crying because the baby wants a bottle. The baby's upset because she wants to do this. I know you want to sleep, but at the, the, at that point in my life, that the listen to the baby. The baby's needs come before me. But yeah, the, it was just rough today because it didn't feel like a normal morning because a normal morning has structure and at least some vibe of I'm awake. It instead felt a whole lot of me trying to go to sleep and then waking up and having to deal with something and then struggling to try to go back to sleep. And that was it. That was my entire morning was trying to get sleep as opposed to just accepting, okay, I'm not going to have that much sleep. Let's at least move on with the day and try to get something productive out of it. Instead, I just kind of let myself fall into the sleep trap of I need sleep. I'm going to I'm gonna pass out. I need this. And I, I understand sleep is important, but also... I could have just had a very, very lovely morning with my baby and a very fun time, but instead I just wanted to try to get that extra two hours of sleep. That did nothing. Those extra two hours gave me nothing, but still, I wanted it. So now, what did I do that helped me? And there's really two things. Number one, I guess it's kind of come across on the show me and Emily haven't had, like, the best relationship, and not in any way that we both meant, just in a, we're both going through a rough patch right now. Well, today, I think me and her both realized that, and we finally reached the point of, oh, we're both having rough times, let's just share the pain, and let's go through this together. Like, the, I, I guess the best way to describe what we were at was, I'm having pain, so I can't help you, and you're having pain, so you can't help me. Today, it felt more like, I'm just going to hold your hand, and we're going to walk together through this pain, and we're going to get through it together. Um, I might not be able to help you, and you might not be able to help me, but... I guarantee we can get through this. We just have to hold each other's hands and we got to trust in each other and trust we're going to make it through this. And that's where we were at today. And it, like, it just spurned so much more love and so much more affection. And it made me so happy. Like the minute she walked in the door, I was so happy to see her and gave her all the kisses and hugs. And then, of course, uh, CJ. We've got CJ today, so I immediately picked up him and just started yeeting him around the house. And we had a really good time. I was only only got to see him for about an hour today, which sucks, but it was a really fun time while I was there. So that was one thing I did to help myself. The other thing I did to help myself today was actually what I'm doing right now, and it's the fact that it's 12.30 and I'm going home. And I know my sleep schedule's been a little messed up, and I, I'm also telling myself mentally, you don't have to go to sleep. You just need to go home and relax, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go into the house. I'm not going to go 
too crazy about needing to sleep or anything. I'm just going to go in and have a relaxing even, a evening. And when I want to go to sleep, I will walk in the bedroom and I will go to sleep. But I'm not going to put too much pressure on myself. Because I feel like that's where a lot of my insomnia comes from. Is just the pressure of you need to sleep, you need to sleep. Why aren't you sleeping? Go to sleep. Instead, I'm just going to let sleep come when it comes. And the fact that, you know, I only got like four hours of sleep today is definitely going to make sleep come earlier than it usually does. And that makes me really happy. But, yeah, I'm I'm helping myself by getting home early and actually getting to do somewhat of a nighttime routine and getting to relax a little bit. But, like I said, I'm going to go inside, do all of that, and then hopefully get some really damn good rest. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Hey everybody, it's me again, and I had another very, very good day. I actually like woke up on time, I went and got to go vote, which was very fun. I know most people don't like voting because it takes so long, but like, oh man, I love going to vote, just because it's something different, and it's a good way to start your day with something different. So I got to do that, got to do some yoga, got to do a whole lot of work, and then went and hung out with the family, and I made a very good meal. It was really delicious. I'm slowly realizing how much I love home home-cooked hamburgers. I love making hamburgers. I really do. So I had some good burgers and then went home and recorded an absolutely insane episode of A Load of BS. There are episodes of BS we record sometimes where me and Blake look at each other like, this episode's just for us, isn't it? Because we go so off the rails insane that we're like, this is not even the show anymore. This is not what the people came for. And you know, that's not a good business practice, but it's also kind of what started the show. The show started from me and Blake talking and having no concern for the people around us listening, and the people around us listening would go, oh, that was insane, and we enjoyed listening to it. And we'd go, oh, okay. So that's where, that's why I'm kind of happy if we have these episodes every once in a while where we just go crazy. Um, and then f I finished the next episode of the DDP documentary, so that's really, really good. And I started work on the Patreon project for me also, the routines one, the everything Scotty Moore does in a day thing. And I realized that's going to be a lot more intense than I thought. And it was supposed to come out tomorrow, but I realized I have an extra week in March. It's either in March or in April I have an extra week. So I'm shifting everything forward and we're just going to skip a week. I might write up a post on Patreon just to let everybody know what's going on. But I'm really excited about it. Like, I literally stole the opening graphic for those Everything This Person Does in a Day video. I stole the opening graphic, and I actually edited my name into it to come out. And it was a really, really cool time. So that was all very fun. But for now, let's just get into the four pillars of awesomeness. Number one, what am I grateful for today? And I've already kind of talked about it, but I am grateful for novelty. Like I said, it is a novelty to go vote. You don't do it every single day. You don't vote every day. Or stuff like the DDP documentary, which is a one-off. So every single time I get to work on it, I'm working on something new and something fresh and something unique. Or even the me also thing I was just talking about. It's something different. And I've found that really helps carry me forward in my day is by having something a little bit different. Like, and I feel like Here's the problem, because I wish there was a way I could harness it. I wish there was a way I could harness novelty and doing something new every day, but it's kind of difficult to do that because 
once you expect it, it loses all its luster, it loses all its novelty. It has to be something that happens organically. But I do love those moments when they come because they just spurn me on to keep going. Like, it used to be, it used to happen most frequently with designing, with like doing graphic design and making shirts and making logos and stuff like that. But I've kind of fallen out of that recently, although I think I'm going to get back into it because I think I'm, I want to get back to being able to release at least one or two sh- new shirts a month, one or two new designs every month. Even if it only stays around for a month, I don't care because I also want to do like a, um, a, a newsletter of sorts, I guess, where I could, in a newsletter, tell everybody, like, this is what happened on Fight Boys, this is what happened on a load of BS, this, 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 if you want to, if you want to check it out, here are the episode links, go get it, and I would also love to be able to update people on new merchandise, which I think would be really, really cool. Now, what did I do today that is awesome, and like I said, I woke up early, I woke up about 7.30, even though I went to bed about 2 last night, I woke up at 7.30, and I don't know what it was. I don't know if there was just something magic in the way I woke up or the exact... I woke up at the exact right amount of time, like I had just come out of a sleep cycle or something. But I I jumped out that bed like a rocket, y'all. Like, the momentum was insane. Because I just woke up and I actually did my morning routine, which is something that I've gotten bad about, even though I'm literally making a video right now about all of my routines. Um, I've been bad about not doing it, but I woke up, immediately went, got got all of that done, came home, and just wrote, which, it, it's a struggle to get me to write. It's usually like 10 minutes of me staring and going, I could do this, or I could do this. No, I just sat down and said, alright, click, 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 this person says this, this, and I literally wrote for a solid two hours. I worked on, like, the next three episodes of JWF for Fight Boys and just got it all knocked out of the park, and... I don't know what it was about today, but the momentum was insane because uh, that's one of my favorite things. I don't do it, but people are like, when you wake up, you need to make your bed. And it does sound like your mom just telling you like, hey, make your bed or else, you know, bed bugs, I guess, is the reason why you make your bed. Um, But the reason why actually is a mental thing because it's an accomplishment making your bed sucks. So if you wake up and make your bed, it's it's a small victory and that that begins the snowball effect. It's like a small grain of snow but it lands on the top of the mountain and as it rolls it grows bigger and bigger and bigger until you have this massive snowball of momentum that can carry you throughout your day and keep you going and that's kind of where I'm at right now is trying to find those small snowflakes to start each day. I honestly think voting might have been what it was today, but find your snowflake to start your day and it'll help you out infinitely. Now, what did I do that is not awesome? And it was a momentum breaker because like I said, I did have a very delicious burger meal, but that's also a very carb heavy meal between the hamburger buns and the french fries and all that. And that destroys my momentum. That absolutely destroys me. Like, to a point where uh, the best way, if you're on a diet, is honestly eating, like, every three hours and keeping meals very small. What I do instead is when I wake up, I have about 300 calories uh, doing protein shakes. Then I'll just eat nothing. Then I'll have a big meal in the afternoon. And then before I go to bed, I'll have the same amount of protein. And that's fine. It's, it's an all right way to go through things. But when I have that big meal and I eat so much, 
oh my god, I get so lazy. Like, today, I was just walking around the house, like, doing nothing. I was so lazy today. I was just chilling on the couch with Ripley. We watched uh, the second Ninja Turtles movie, which might be my favorite movie in existence. For those of you who follow me on Twitter, you will know how much I love this movie, because today I went on a long Twitter rant about how insane that le- the ending of that film is. And also, I-, I don't know, I feel like I could have got up and I could have helped a little bit more, but instead I was just being lazy all day, and th- then I went to bathe Ripley, and then that was it. That was the end of the day, and that sucked, because uh, I wanted to spend some good quality time with my family, because Emily and CJ were having fun. They were playing hide-and-seek, and my wife did the most diabolical thing I've ever seen in my entire life during hide-and-seek, because she hadn't voted yet. She still needed to go vote. And what had happened was, CJ was hiding. She finds CJ. Then she looks and says, count to 30 and I'll hide. And then she went to go to the voting place. It was so cruel. Because for the next hour, that little boy ran around our house going, where's mama? Where mama at? Scotty, where's mama? And never to a sad point. It was more of an anger to frustration that he could not find his mother. To a point of just sitting down like, well, if we can't find mama, I don't know what we're going to do. And I'm like, I know, right? It sucks. And then once she came back home, we hid her in his bedroom and put her on the bed. And was just like, she was in here the whole time. And he goes, what? No. Where were you hiding? Where were you hiding? And I, I do think that that came back to bite us because... He refused to go to bed until we showed him where she was hiding, but we just had to be like, no, calm down, go to bed. He's like, okay. Now, what did I do to help myself today? And it is a purely selfish thing, but I did not want to cry today. And my wife and and son turned on Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back, which if you've never seen it, quick spoiler alert here, that's the film where at the end... Mewtwo turns Ash Ketchum to stone and kills him, and then Pikachu, the most adorable thing in existence, cries over Ash's hardened corpse. There's also a scene where Pikachu gets cloned, and the two Pikachus have to fight each other, and they're slapping each other in the face, sobbing openly. It is the saddest film in existence, and they turned it on to watch, and I straight up grabbed the remote and was like, no, uh uh-uh, we ain't watching that. And CJ was like, I wanted to watch Pokemon, and... I also did it for his benefit because, A, I don't think he's emotionally mature enough yet for that to hit him. And I know this is a little cruel, but that movie had a very artistically done sad ending to it. And I want it to punch him in the gut like it did to me. I want this boy sobbing. I want the emotional stakes to be recognized. And he is not at a state in his emotional growth to understand what happens at the end of that film. So I said, no, we're going to watch Ninja Turtles and Nacho Libre instead because that's your level. Because I know right now if he had seen it, he'd be like, oh, no, Ash died. How sad. No. You need to cry. You need to feel the pain of what this film did to me. So I I helped myself by making sure I didn't cry and making sure my son will cry in the future. I'm telling, like, 
it it adds to the experience. I will say that a film is art. It is supposed to make you feel emotion. So I wanted to make sure he felt the emotion and got the full scope of what the filmmakers were trying to give to him. And also, I didn't want to cry. <laughs> so that's what I did to help myself today. But for now, I'm gonna go inside and get some rest. And I will talk to you guys at tomorrow. Hey everybody, it's me again. It was a completely and totally average day. Uh, it basically consisted of being a, at home a lot of the day, taking care of the baby, then Emily came home, and then me just being really tired. Like, I made the mistake, and I, I'm happy this is a thing, because I used to stay in my bed so much that it messed with my brain. Like, one of the first things I read about trying to fix your sleep schedule is, like, don't get in your bed to do anything but sleep. Don't get in it to watch Netflix. Don't get in it to do... That way your body knows when you're in the bed it's time to sleep. And I'm happy because now my body feels like that. When I go in the bed, it's time to sleep. But it makes me feel bad because now, if in the middle of the day, I need to charge my phone or something, and I just lay in the bed for a few minutes and play on my phone, that means I will then fall asleep. So I did end up taking a probably like two-hour nap. But then again, it was kind of like yesterday where I would ate like a big carby thing, and it made me immediately put me to sleep. So that wasn't that cool. But then I came home, recorded a fun episode of Opposite Attractions, and then edited some stuff that I'm actually going to talk about when we get into the four pillars of awesomeness. And number one, what am I grateful for today? And today, this is... Okay... I'm going to start doing this, I think, because there are things in my life that I'm grateful for and that I enjoy, but I also need to let go. And uh, so I think last week I did it with sleep. This week I want to give another nomination of something I'm grateful for, but I need to stop enjoying it as much as I do. And that goes to Parmesan cheese, because I am a Parmesan cheese addict. It's been my favorite thing ever since I was a child. Like, so much so that one time I was sick, like, completely sick, taken out of school, and my mom goes, what do you want? And I said, cheese, I want Parmesan cheese. And she goes, you can't have that because you're sick. It'll, like, mess with your sinuses, it'll increase your phlegm, it's not good, you can't eat cheese. And so then, to make it up to me, that day my dad brought me Parmesan goldfish crackers, which are one of my favorite snacks of all time. I love Parmesan cheese. I love the saltiness, the umami flavors, the sweetness. If I buy, and Emily made this mistake, she bought a pack of Parmesan cheese, I will occasionally, almost like it's tobacco dip, just grab a handful of it and put it in my mouth and just let it melt in my mouth and just kind of enjoy the flavor of the cheese that way. I love Parmesan cheese. It's one of my favorite things in all of existence. It is irrevocably tied to me as a human being. If I go to a pizza place, I drown it in Parmesan. I love it. But also I eat too much of it, as evidenced by the fact that Emily bought a bag of it and between yesterday, today, and I think Monday, I ate the entire bag of cheese. So, once again, I respect it, I honor it, I love what it does, I love how it tastes, and now I let it go. I put it back into the ether. I'm not gonna be a cheese hound <laughs> anymore. Although, I don't know, I'm an addict for cheese. I did read online that apparently cheese activates the same mental neuroprocessors as, like, heroin. So cheese is equally addictive, and I'm like, no, that tracks, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> now, what did I do that's awesome? And it's the fact that, 
so it's been a while since I've talked about Southern mythology, which is our anthology we're creating on A Load of BS. It's all about different whiskeys and stories we create as we taste those whiskeys. Well, me and Blake don't want to just be the two weirdos on a podcast drinking and making up stories. We want to invite people in. So we made a trailer today for the show basically saying, here's what it is, here's all the stuff we want to do, and invited people to come on. Like, if you're a whiskey influencer, if you're somebody who's big, who enjoys whiskey, hit us up and we'll get you in the book. And then also... Just strictly because I'm that man, I did reach out. To, I also asked for whiskey distilleries to send us free whiskey. So that's probably not going to work. But I am really excited about the way it turned out. Because, you know, a trailer is the ultimate reflection of what your project is. And if you've got a really bad trailer... I mean, there are bad trailers for good movies. But occasionally, most of the time, a bad trailer does reflect a bad movie. And in this case, we have a really good entertaining trailer... And that just makes me more excited for the project when it finally does come out. It's not coming out for like a year and a half. It is a very slow burn build. But I'm really excited that the trailer looks very interesting. If it's something that I saw, I would immediately be like, Oh, I want to do this. I want to be on this. So I'm really excited about that. Now, what did I do that wasn't awesome? And it does go back to the cheese thing. Because I, I... did the thing that I, and if you guys watch my DDP documentary, the next episode touches on this a little bit, but I did the thing that I've been doing for a while now, and it's the fact that I'm almost trying to cheat my diet as opposed to actually treating it with respect and treating my body with respect. Instead, I'm saying, oh, I'll drink four protein shakes to level out the fact that the rest of my caloric intake, which is still low, but it's also cheese and bread and bread and cheesy cheesy bready bread cheese and that's all I had all day it was around two o'clock I made grilled cheese with parmesan and then right before I left to come work I made um fried tortillas with parmesan and garlic on them so it was nothing but bread and cheese all day I ruined myself I will not be able to poop for years. I will be so constipated more than likely. So, yeah, that wasn't a good vibe. And it is very much an addictive brain personality thing of just, it's in the house, let's eat it, let's get rid of it, let's do it all. And now that it's gone, I'm gonna be fine, because we've got other cheese in the house, but, oh, finding that Parmesan cheese, it was... It was nothing but go, go, go until it's empty. And it's now empty, so I should be good now. But and like I said, it, it affects me in bad ways. It makes me more tired. It makes me more lethargic, more sleepy. Whereas I much prefer like how I was yesterday morning, having a bunch of momentum built up to where I can take on the world and keep everything going. Whereas after I have all this bready, cheesy nastiness, it's, I can take on the world tomorrow. It's okay. I'm fine. So... Yeah, that laziness. I will not abide that laziness. Absolutely not. Now, finally, how did I help myself today? And it's actually by doing something that I had kind of teased last episode where I said, you know, I plan all these things and I do all these this work in advance, but I don't really ever see any comeback on it. I don't ever get the the result of this this preparation I did. Well, today I actually did get to enjoy the fruits of my labor because, like I said, on Monday, 
I wrote a lot of JWF wrestling. I wrote a lot. I did a lot of stuff. And today I was supposed to write JWF again. I was supposed to keep doing that. I realized I had written so much on Monday that I didn't have to do that today. So instead of having to go home and write and edit and do all of that, I just got to spend a nice day in with Emily and Ripley. It was just us hanging out and watching movies and chilling and relaxing at one point. I did turn on a slime video on YouTube just because it's weird because they were like, we found fake slime. These are the slime hacks. You don't want people to, you don't want to buy slime from these people. And that was when I was like, oh, I didn't know the rabbit hole was that deep that people are making knockoff slime. So I had to look at that. But then they also started playing with it and it got my ASMR going and I went, oh, this is why people like slime. And then I immediately fell asleep. So yeah, don't don't get on slime videos. Slime videos will mess with you, my dude. I'm telling you. And also another way I help myself kind of is I've figured out I can go to Seattle. I can absolutely 110% go to Seattle. They actually talked to me today on the Wi-Fi Sci-Fi Discord, and we're straight up like, yeah, you've got a room in our Airbnb. You're good. And I went, what? So now I've just got to figure out the plane, which I'm mad, and I'm probably going to make a dumb decision because the plane I had chosen initially to take back from Seattle, the one that had the five-hour layover in Vegas, that one now costs $143 more than it had previously. And I went, what happened? I guess a lot of people want to go hang out in Vegas for five hours. That's probably what it is. But yeah, that upset me a little bit. But I did find a few Air Alaska flights that are a little bit cheaper, so I might do that. I'm still trying to figure out a way to get that Vegas trip in, though, because I want to go see my buddy Mitzula. He lives out there. He's a really good guy. He actually helped me buy helped me buy my lightsaber, so he's an awesome dude, and I really want to go hang out with him, so hopefully I can find a way around that, but for now, I'm going to go inside, do a little bit of relaxation, climb into bed, and get some rest, and I will see you guys tomorrow. It's me again, and it was a it was a neutral day. It it kind of has an overarching theme that will be revealed as we get into the four pillars in a few minutes. But yeah, got to the office and did a whole lot of writing, like a lot more than I usually do. It was really fun, and then ended up going home and actually having a very lovely meal cooked by Emily. It was really awesome. She's always wanted to make me steak and potatoes because she's the most perfect wife in existence. And because I've been trying to be healthy, I'm like, no, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. And then today I was like, pulled the trigger on it, like make the potatoes and steak, it'll be great. And so she did. And it was all right. She didn't get the best cuts of steak, but other than that, it was actually a really, really good meal because I, it's hard to mess up steak and potatoes. Even if you buy, even if you buy like the wrong cut, it's still gonna be good. So That was a really good time. So now let's just get into the four pillars of awesomeness so you can understand what I've went through today. Number one, what am I grateful for today? And I know I've talked about these guys on the show before, but I'm going to just say it as an overarching podcast. I am grateful for horseshoes and hand grenades. Now that is a show done by my friends Steven and Smashley, and they are some great, great people. And they just had their 500th episode, and I got to guest on it. And so it was today, I actually had to run, because I was over at the house, 
and I had to run back to the office to record with them, so that was really fun. But yeah, it was a great time. They had me and a lot of their fans and a lot of their other podcasting buddies on, and it was a really, really good time just getting to interact with them. And Steven just went to Disney World, so me and him talked about like building lightsabers and all of our fun experiences we had there. It was a really, really good time. And check out Horseshoes and Hand Grenades. It still blows my mind. 500 seems like a near impossible number in the world of podcasting. Like the other day, I literally added up all of my podcasts between this, Opposite Attractions, me again, or I'm sorry, a load of BS, everything. I'm not at 500 episodes yet. And I release like four to five podcasts a week. So good on them. They're amazing. You need to check them out. They're some amazing people. They remind me of, like, the good, wholesome southern radio that I used to grow up on without, like, the creepy racist overtones that some of those shows had. But it's still really nice and wholesome, and they're very lovely people. So check out Horseshoes and Hand Grenades. Now, what did I do today that's awesome? And like I said, I wrote so much today. So much more than I thought. Because, like I've said in the past... It's a struggle to start up the writing machine for me. Even though I know, like, just start going and it'll flow, it still kind of freaks me out. It takes a while. Not today. I literally just started writing the next episode of Deviant and literally got more than half. I think I got two-thirds of the way through the script, whereas usually I would tap out around, like, page five and then go back to it, write about till page ten, and then tap out and then write to page. I usually write in about three chunks. Uh Uh-uh. I took care of a majority of it today, and it was really cool because I felt so creative because when I write out my... Before I write an episode, I'll write a synopsis of the episode and what I want to happen at certain bits, and I know what I want to happen in those bits. Today, I didn't worry about that. Instead, I just let my creativity flow and let myself create an episode, and it might have also been assisted by a certain thing we're going to talk about in a few minutes, but... It was really fun writing everything out and then getting all of Fight Boys done. And then Fight Boys tonight was amazing. We recorded for almost two hours, which was a little bit long, but it was really, really fun. We might have gotten into an argument about tattoos. And what sucks is the fact that Dylan was like, oh, if you want to talk about this, just wait and I'm going to crap all over your next tattoo. And I was already planning on getting one in a couple of weeks. So, uh-oh, I'm about to get crapped on because of my new tattoo. I don't know what I want to get. I might not get anything at all, but... I really do want to try to get something soon just to build back up my tolerance to that kind of pain because the last one I got, which is on my wrist, my Diamond Club tattoo on my wrist, that one's given me a little bit of stress because that one hurt a lot, but this one's going to probably be somewhere that's not going to have so many nerve endings. But now what did I do that's not awesome? And what happened was when I came back from California... I might have brought some California projects with prod, products with me, and uh, actually, you know what? Um, I already feel uncomfortable. This is not what I'm about to tell you is a completely fictional story about a man named Gerp. Not about me. It's about a boy named Gerp. And so, when Gerp got back from California, Gerp brought some products that are legal in California because it helps GURP with anxiety and it helps GURP sleep. That's the only reason GURP brought it with him. And he also brought back some edibles for a relative who also has trouble with anxiety and sleeping. Well, today GURP said, 
oh, I've got to do... Gurp also had to write something, not like me, but Gurp also had to write a thing. And so he was like, I've heard it gives you creativity, so I'm going to try an edible. And so he had an edible little gummy bear thing, like a little green one, and took it. And Gurp did so well. Gurp started going. He wrote like almost his entire story in less than an hour. He did so good. And then... Something happened, and this is when I looked over, and Gurp had gone over the well. Gurp had gotten too high because Gurp was just kind of staring at the screen and kind of phasing in and out of reality. And that's when Gurp said, oh, it's kicked in. Uh Uh-oh, I can't keep going. Because as he was riding up the high, it really did help with creativity. But once it peaked... Oh, he just became the sleepiest boy old Gurp did, and he was just so exhausted. And so, even though Gurp's day at at BS Enterprises was supposed to go for probably another two to three hours, he very quickly wrote our show notes for Fight Boys. That's one of Gurp's jobs. He writes Fight Boys show notes. And uh, then came home because Gurp was like, "Uh uh-uh, not going to deal with it. And then... Gurp might have also took a hit of another another California product that he has at home because Gurp had never gotten high at 420, so he was like, well, let's do this. It's tradition. And so then Gurp got to enjoy a meal with his family while very, very stunned off of his ass. And then Gurp said, no, I'm done. I'm going to go to sleep. And you know what? Gurp's story, it, it's a story of something that was... It was well intended that he wanted to experiment, which I do feel like kind of... When I used to not like the term experimenting. Like in college, I experimented with uh, hard liquor or I experimented with uh, marijuana and stuff like that. I don't. I used to not like that phrase because I'm like, it's not experimenting. You're just trying it. Now that I've actually gone through these experiences, or a GURP has, uh, it, it really is experimenting because you realize where your tolerances are. You see where you can push. You can see where you need to pull back. You see how your body reacts to it. For instance, Gurp learned today, if you're going to be productive, do it in that one hour. And you're going you're gonna to kick wholesale ass in that hour, but then you're useless. So that's kind of what I learned today because I got to witness as Gurp experimented with California products. Now, what did I do to... Well, I guess in this case, what did Gurp do to help himself in these situations? And it really is the only thing Gurp could do. And that's fall asleep... Um, not even gonna lie, at one point, Gurp grabbed up a pile of clothes in the office and threw them on the ground and just took a two-hour nap straight up on the ground on the dirty old carpet that's been there since I was born. Gurp just decided to have him a little lie down there for two hours. He wakes up. He, he's already late. He's supposed to be going home. Quickly writes up notes for the show and then took another nap once he got home. So Gurps had him a lot of sleep today, but I feel like it was necessary to get it all out of his system because here's the thing. you Once you re- reach a certain level, you're like, I can either try and ride this out and course correct, which given Gurp's experiences in the past, he knew that wasn't gonna work. The other weird thing is we had lemons. I don't know why Gurp didn't just grab him a lemon, because apparently lemon helps you come down off a high. Um, And then once he got back home and ate a lovely dinner with his family, he took a secondary nap with his baby. So Gurp just got to sleep it all off, because he realized he was a little bit too far gone, and Gurp just said, 
I'm just gonna call it here. I'm not gonna try to work with anything, so... Uh, hope you guys are good with that. So that's the story of Gurp and how he helped himself and how he almost ruined his day. So, yeah, don't be like Gurp. Gurp's experimented and Gurp has learned that he's not probably ever going to try to do that unless he knows that he can lose an entire day over it. Otherwise, Gurp is just going to partake in at night time before he goes to bed. Because otherwise, Gurp might end up in a bad place. But for now, I'm going to go inside and get some rest and enjoy a very lovely night in my bed. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Hey everybody, it's me again at Reset the Clock. Scotty had him a good old-fashioned nervous breakdown today. And yeah, it, it was... It was a big one. It was probably the biggest one I've had since I've started this show. Although, to be fair, we've almost been going for half a year now, so I might have had another big one, but today was really bad. It was probably about three, four hours long with, like, breaks in between, but, yeah, had a really bad anxiety attack today. Like, it, it completely and totally wiped me out, and I feel like crap. But before that, what sucks is the fact that I don't even remember my day before that. I, I can't remember when I woke up. I can't remember what me and Ripley did. I know for a while there we just chilled on the couch and watched videos, and that was fun. And then everything came crashing down, and I just remembered the anxiety attack. And then I remember what happened after it, and then getting to go home and do some work, which actually I do. I'm very grateful I got to go home and work because it helped me take my mind off of what was going on in that moment. But for now, let's get into the four pillars of awesomeness because I'll probably break down the anxiety attack during that. Now, number one, what am I grateful for? And today I'm very grateful for Russell Brand's, I, I, can't, I wish I could remember the title of it, but it's his book about addiction and recovery from addiction. And basically he breaks down in the book his version of the 12 steps. I just started it tonight. Actually, about probably 30 minutes ago, I started reading it. And it's really, really good. And I like it because it's helping me understand my brain more and how my brain works. And just the fact that a lot of addicts, including myself, just feel like this pain and this desperation and I I wish I could tell you guys where it comes from. I wish I could tell you where a majority of the pain that I try to solve comes from, but it's kind of hard to right now. But he kind of described the vicious cycle in a much more eloquent way than I've described it in the past, but it's you get depressed and then you try to use something to act as a salve and then it numbs you and then you feel guilty and then you feel pain and then you're back to the center. It's a vicious closed loop and realizing it was it, it was an emotional moment but it was an, a necessary moment and then I read the first part of the book which is about step one and that's full on just admitting I have a problem in my life with food and with I guess phone addiction as well because I there I read through it and there were a few that I was like I don't think I have a problem. Like, with alcohol, I honestly don't think I have one. I think I enjoy whiskey, and I think I like the taste of it, but I don't think 
Uh, unless I'm with the wrong people, I don't go too crazy with alcohol. So the majority of it is I have a very bad problem when it comes to food and I have a problem with my phone and staying on that constantly. And it, like, like I've said before, I can't go to bed if I don't have music playing because my anxiety is just that high. So I have to use that as a salve. And yeah, just breaking that down and saying, admitting you have a problem, admitting that you are powerless to that problem and that you need help is the first step and that's kind of where I'm at right now on the journey is realizing oh yeah there's a problem and I need help with it so that's where I'm at now what did I do today that is awesome and like I said it's the fact that after that anxiety attack happened I, I st still straight up felt like crap like when I got to the house I can't I had to talk to somebody but I was stuttering and kind of doing the things I do during an anxiety attack, which is I stutter and I freeze up a little bit. I was still having those kind of minute issues, but luckily it wasn't as bad as it has been earlier in the day. And luckily I'm very good about leaving baggage at the door. And that's kind of what I had to do tonight was walk into the office and say, okay, anxiety down, let's work. And I did. And I got everything that I was supposed to do this weekend done. Like I was supposed to go there early tomorrow and work on stuff because I'm actually going to hang out with Blake tomorrow, which is going to be really, really fun. We're just going to like hang out at his apartment, sample some whiskey and probably watch Star Wars. And that's going to be really fun. So I'm excited for that. But today I just ended up doing everything. I had to get the next pay-per-view done. I got that done. I got Fight Boys edited. I got uh, a bunch of stuff worked on and I'm really excited about it because I was worried with that anxiety attack at points being like, I don't know if I can go over there. I don't know if I can work tonight. I just want to. There were moments where I was like, I just don't want to do anything. I, I want to freeze. I want to lay in place and not do a damned thing. And that's where I was at. But luckily I pushed through it and managed to finally get my ass out of bed at like 8 o'clock. No, 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 it was later. It was 9.30 because Emily left to get the kids and I promptly fell asleep. And then I woke up to a phone call from Emily saying, why aren't you at your parents' house? I'm getting the baby. Don't you have to work? And luckily she kind of threw me out of bed to get me there. So very grateful for her to that. Um, but now what did I do that's not awesome? And it is purely the fact that I couldn't control reactions today. And it led me down a very bad path because I can't remember what we were talking about today. But it was me and Emily started off on a path about discussing something, some mar marriage thing. And it went down a path that I don't know if I felt judged or I don't know if I, I felt like I wasn't being listened to. But something set me off and my anxiety levels rose. And I don't know if this is the case or not, but in the moment, and I made this clear to her, it felt like any emotion or anything, any issue I brought up would immediately be taken by her and then turned into a problem for her. So then I would be the one to be blamed, I guess. And that's, that's a way people cope sometimes is they'll turn it around that way they don't have to admit the flaw. They say, no, 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 it's my problem. Now you have the flaw because people don't like it to admit they have flaws. And I'm not saying that's what happened today because Emily is very good about admitting her flaws. She's very good about listening, but I just felt like I wasn't being listened to. And because of that, I went down an anxiety spiral. 
and it got super bad, like I said. And it got so bad that, A, I was supposed to, it, like, I forgot everything I knew about self-help, which is what happens every time I have an anxiety attack, I guess, because I went, okay, a pa- I'm having a panic attack. She's taking the baby over there. I'm going to do some deep breathing. I don't even know why I didn't think to do deep breathing because I didn't do that. I said, okay, we'll do yoga because, you know, my body freezes up and can barely move. So I thought, great time for yoga. Opened my yoga app and it's freezing and it's broke, bre- breaking and it's glitching and I couldn't open it up. And that just made things worse. I don't know if you've ever been in the middle of an anxiety attack and then went like, okay, this will help me, and then that thing disappear, but it sends you like 10 stories down into the attack. Like, I remember in college, I was having an anxiety attack, and I started to look for therapists, and I slowly realized that every single therapist around me in my area would refuse to take the insurance I was on. And that literally killed me. That's it was such a scary moment. It was such a horrifying moment that I couldn't, I could not put up with it. Um, but yeah, I went down that well today of seeing like, oh, nothing could help. And, and the anxiety kind of blinded me to a lot of things because after I got out of the anxiety attack, I went, oh wait a minute, I could have just accessed the yoga stuff off my computer, but. Okay, so I could have fixed things, but I was too in my weird brain to not pay attention. And then my body said, well, why not instead order pizza and let that be your salve? Because I was hungry. I was very hungry. And instead of being like, well, why not ask Emily to make you a lovely dinner? Because you've got some very nice healthy dinners in there. My body just said, no, get pizza, because pizza's what helps. And once it, going back to the Russell Brand thing, that's how addiction works. It's pain, and then using this thing that negatively impacts your life to try to fix it, and then feeling the guilt because of that, and that making the pain worse. That's what happened today to me. And the only thing that pulled me out was when RuPaul's Drag Race came on, and I got to enjoy some RuPaul, so that was very, very good. Um, But yeah... It was a whole lot of pain that I tried to tried to fix using less than positive methods. I didn't drink. I will say that's that's one of the other ways I know drinking's not a problem for me is the fact that I don't think I've ever tried to use alcohol to fix a problem. I instead use alcohol to celebrate. I in fact I almost infamously will not drink if I've had a bad day because I I drinking almost to me feels like the movie The Mask, a very happy, joyous person could put on the mask and become a wacky cartoon character, but a very depressed, angry person becomes a demonic monster. So I'm full on like, uh-uh, I'm not going to become the the bad guy from The Mask. So, yeah, I, I went down a really bad rabbit hole today, and I could barely get out of it. Luckily, I eventually did, clawed my way out and came home after watching some RuPaul. Now, finally, how did I help myself today? And it is uh, going back to the whole phone addiction thing. And I I will say, I am somewhat grateful for my phone because my phone is almost my security blanket during anxiety attacks because it's nice. It's a smooth surface and it's responsive to your touch. So with me, Emily was like, why are you on your phone? We need to be talking. And I was straight up not paying attention to what I was doing. I was just on YouTube flicking through because I liked... The response to it, it was a very tactile experience, and I like that, but I've also slowly accumulated a bunch of 
garbage games and slot machines and crap on my phone that is distracting me from living my best life. So what I did today to help myself is I went through and completely cleaned up my phone, got rid of all of that crap. If it doesn't serve a purpose for me, if it doesn't help my mind, my body, my spirit, or my family, it's off my phone. I'm keeping it strictly stuff to help me. That's what the phone is there for. It's there to help me. It's there to make me feel better, not distract me. And I feel like that's one of the things I'm going to have to learn in the upcoming months is, am I doing something to make me feel better or am I doing something to distract me? Because those two can get confused. Like I eating pizza made me feel better. No, 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 no. Eating pizza distracted me from the fact that I feel like crap. And then I slowly remembered, oh, that's right, I feel like crap. And then I kept going on. So that's how I feel like that's how I need to approach life. Eating healthy, exercising, uh, talking to my wife, those things make me feel better. Whereas pizza, alcohol, cigarettes, those distract me. Those are like, that's like the big difference. One makes you a better person, the other distracts you from the fact that you're a terrible person. So that's where I'm living right now, and for now, I'm going to go inside and get some rest and just pray this feeling, because I still do have, like, hints of that anxiety attack going on in my head. There are bits in my head, like, even at this moment right now, that's like, put the car in reverse, go to Florida, it's okay. I'm like, no, that's not okay. 110%, that's not okay. My baby's in there. Steal the baby. No, brain, I don't want to do that. But yeah, I'm going to go inside, get some rest, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Hey, everybody, it's me again, and I had a very, very good day. Didn't start out good. I'll let you know that right now. Did not start out good because all the anxiety and all the pressure and all the bad stuff from yesterday kind of came back at the beginning of the day, came back to a head, and I definitely woke up crying, and that is not a good vibe. I will say, after I got off last night, I did go inside and paint, and I ended up painting until 5 in the morning. I completed an entire wall of paintings is how much painting I did. So much so that Emily woke up at about 5, which is when she usually wakes up, just going like, where is he? So stayed up very very late and then ended up trying to sleep in which Emily did not like she was like I want you to spend time with your family and that I agree with but also I just woke up please (laughs) please let me rest a little bit and then it got into more of an argument and then crying happened on my end wasn't a good thing and then she ended up taking the kids and going out to the park to play and leaving me alone which was not a I can't deal with you I'm going move it was purely a this will make you feel better I'm gonna go kind of move so I am very grateful for her to have done that because it did give me some time to calm down to rest up a little bit to really think things over so so that was good and then the rest of the day just kicked ass from there on out so It was a rough start to what was eventually a good day, and we'll talk about it when we get into the four pillars of awesomeness, and number one, what am I grateful for today, and I am grateful for actually getting to see and hang out with my best friend, Blakey T. I know I teased it a couple of days ago, and uh, actually, I wasn't even going to go, because one of the arguments, Emily woke me up, like, come spend time with your family, and argument escalated and escalated to a point where she was like well now I found out you're going to go to Birmingham with Blake and I'm like fine I won't then 
And I was an explosive response of like, if you're going to get this mad, I'm going to... And then as soon as I said it, I was immediately like, oh, no, I wanted to go see Blake. Oh, no, I made a mistake. I made a oopsie. And then like two minutes, like after the argument was over, Blake messaged me and said, hey, bud, I just bought the best... I spent some money and bought some premium steaks for tonight. And I'm on my way to Outback right now to get Blooming Onions. And I had to sheepishly call Emily and be like, hey, babe. Um, Blake bought steak. <laughs> Blake bought steak, so can I go? And she goes, yeah, it's okay. You can go. And so went up, got to visit him, and it was amazing. It just consisted of basically what you see on a load of BS. Take away any of the pageantry or any of the concepts of the show. And that's exactly what it is when me and him hang out. It is pure insanity. At one point, me and him broke up guffawing because we were watching the Hercules animated series from the Disney channel. We were watching it on Disney Plus and the animation on it was so bad that at one point Hercules makes a face that makes him look exactly like Hank Hill from King of the Hill and me and him cried laughing and it was such a great night just me and him hanging out, watching videos, reacting to things, kind of getting on the same wavelength and it was a really, really good time. I love it. It was definitely something I needed because, you know, waking up sad and then um, Emily took the kids and I said okay well when you get back I'm gonna leave so I could actually see them and say goodbye to them yeah that they, they ended up taking like three hours longer than I thought they would so yeah I was a little bit stressed at that point and I was kind of worried like do I even want to go up there I'm so depressed I, I don't know should I even do this and then I woke I went up there anyways because I wanted steak and not even gonna lie I immediately felt so much better like I felt amazing. It was a very, very good time hanging out with Blake, and it was something I think we needed. Like, when you record with a guy so much, like I do, you kind of have to hit reset every once in a while and go back to the, oh, wait, we are friends. We're not just business partners. We are really cool, and we love each other, and that's what we got to do today. Now, what did I do today that is awesome? And it is actually what I did in response to me and Emily's conversation. Because at one point she looks and she goes, well, yes, I want you to come out here and I need help. I need help cleaning up the house. My mind doesn't work well when the house is scattered. And I'm like, oh, me too. And so after they left, I I had an, I kept having my breakdown for a few. And then once I recovered, I went and just cleaned the entire house, cleaned the living room, the kitchen, the bedroom, like everything I could do, I made sure to clean, taking out the dishes. Um, and basically when Emily got home, all she had to do was put dishes in the dishwasher and then work on laundry and it was good. And Emily came home and I even went above and beyond. Like I ended up changing out light switch plates in Ripley's room. Um, updating, uh, completely cleaning our art table because I had made that thing a mess last night. Um, completely cleaning everything up and it made me feel so rewarded doing something so small and so simple as just cleaning the house. And it was really fun. I love cleaning the house when no one's there because then I can just turn on music and jam and sing to my heart's content while, you know, I don't have to worry about like, oh no, I need to be quiet. Otherwise people going to be judging me for singing Missy Elliott so loud. <laughs> so that's what I did to help myself today. Now what didn't help me today? And, well, one, waking up crying, that wasn't a good vibe. But then also, when I went to Blake's, like I said, we had steak, and then we had a bloomin' onion, and then we had uh, ginger beer, 
and then we had whiskey and more whiskey and then we ended up watching a video of a guy making bacon 30 different ways and you might think there's not that many ways to cook bacon but apparently there is it was like a 30 minute video and yeah it it was a it, it wasn't a bad time that's the thing it's just a matter of I do need to call myself out on bad behavior when it happens. And the fact of the matter is, once I reached my, I think it was third glass of whiskey, Scotty also instinctively went, huh, I really want cookies right now. And Blake goes, we have Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts, nom, 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 nom. And I just kept eating. And see, that's the problem is I I bored, I I eat when I'm bored. I'm a bored eater. And that's not a good thing to combine with alcohol because alcohol makes you kind of manic and wanting to look around and do new things and you get bored easily. And so I got bored and was like, I want cookies. And Blake gave me Oreos and Pop-Tarts and I ate and I ate. And then by the end of it, I was like, this is not going to feel good tomorrow. And reading the addiction book, which I am still doing, like I'm now getting to a point of reading a lot more. And I do think it is honestly because of what I did yesterday, removing all of those games off my phone to a point where it it left me no choice, which actually does lead into the thing I did today to help myself, which is I got done cleaning the house. I, yeah, at that point I was trying to find new things to do. Like I was like, let's pull out candles and light candles, I guess. Let's paint a mask for CJ. Let's re let's build one of his Nerf guns that he got at Christmas for him. I was just doing whatever I can because I wanted to make sure the house looked impressive when they got home because I'm not going to lie. I kind of did that thing that you did when you were a kid where you cleaned your room so you could ask your parents to go hang out at your friend's house. You're like, Mom, I did something good. Can I go hang out with my friends? That's what I did today with cleaning my room. Or uh, cleaning the house, I'm sorry. But uh, what I did to help myself was after all that was over, I sat down and I realized the gravity of what I did last night because... I did what I always do, which is open my phone and go, all right, um, let's go see, let's go play the slot machine game. Open that, oh wait, it's not here anymore. Uh Uh-oh, what can I do, what can I do? Um, Okay, let's play that solitaire game. Oh no, that's not there. Maybe YouTube? Ah, there's nothing on YouTube. And so I literally backed myself into a corner where I forced myself to start watching Skillshare videos on how to promote podcasts, uh, watching uh, or studying French with Duolingo, reading more of my book. It forced me to do more of these things because it's now my option. It's basically what used to seem like homework to me, like doing Duolingo and reading. That felt like homework. Instead of it feeling like that, now those are my games. Those are the things I do to pass the time. Those are the things I'm doing to entertain myself. And it's a really, really good feeling. Like It makes you feel good about yourself to be at a point where you're like, sitting there, I'm bored, I'm gonna read a book, as opposed to my old life where it's, I'm bored, I'm gonna turn on Netflix, or I'm bored, I'm gonna play this game for five hours. It's it's helping me instead of distracting me, and that makes me really, really happy. But for now, I'm actually in front of Walmart because I have to pick up, I've got to pick up Ripley's of Formula, so I'm gonna go do that and then go home, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Or next week. Oh my god, it's Saturday? What? 
You know, every couple of weeks on this show, I feel like I come up with these little nugs, these little moments of wisdom where I go, wow, that's way too smart to have been said by me, but I guess I said it. And the number one thing that keeps coming back to me from this week is make yourself better, don't distract yourself, because distractions aren't helping you no matter how much you think they are. Some days you can. Some days you absolutely do need a distraction, and I'm perfectly fine with that, but I feel like a lot of us rely on those distractions way too much. We lean into it when we could be making ourselves better. We could be spending that hour on Facebook on reading, and and I know I do sound like one of those pretentious self-help entrepreneur guys who have podcasts and are just like, look, you could spend seven hours on Twitter or you could be reading my new self-help book. Like, that's how I feel right now. And I understand you need distractions, but don't rely on them as much as uh, people like, especially me, as much as I have in the past. And I feel like things will start getting better because... Things have already started to feel better since I deleted off all those distractions on my phone and instead focused entirely on the stuff that makes me feel better. And that makes me really happy. And what also makes me happy is when I find new patrons on patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's the website where you can support the good old BS network and you get access to exclusive content like me also, the show where I take you inside some of my favorite self-help topics. We have a book club. We talk about stuff like the Myers-Briggs personality test. We make vision boards, and this month we're actually going to talk about everything I do in a day and show you why I do my routine and how things work together. It's a really fun time, and you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week. We don't have any Patreon saints, as it were, here for me again, so you guys need to get on that and help us out. We definitely need all the support we can get over here. So check that out. Pick up some me again merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com, and at the end of the day, just tell a friend. Pick up your phone right now, pause the podcast, and text one of your friends and convince them that they need to check out me again. And if you have any advice, any questions, any psychiatric help you can give me, make sure to give it to me on Twitter at Scotty Mo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Slide into those DMs. Give me the questions, whatever you want to let me know about the show. It would mean the world to me. But of course, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to be awesome. And I won't forget to be me again. <laughs>